kids podcast. <laughs> you can go slow. A kids podcast about. Hey, listeners, thanks for finding this episode. We believe in the power of conversations and knowing that kids like you are ready to talk about the big things going on in their world. If you like this episode, please consider liking or reviewing the show through whatever app you're using to listen right now. That helps others discover this podcast, and that helps make sure this show is reaching the ears that need to hear it most. Thanks. adventure. Camp is in your living room. Camp is in your car on the way to the store. Camp is under your blanket fort. Camp is everywhere. And Camp Adventure is for everyone, no matter where in the world you are. And Camp Counselors Ben and Hannah are ready to welcome you. It's week number 11 at camp, and this week we're going to hear a story that takes a zooming through the trees, and maybe even into some trees. (laughs) I'm Camp Counselor Ari, and I'm so glad to be here at camp with you each and every week. It's a beautiful day at Camp Adventure. So let's say hello to our wonderful friend, Camp Counselor Ben, to kick things off. Yes, Ari, thank you. And my goodness, can you believe this? Just one more week after this one, there's just one more week at Camp Adventure. And I'm honestly a little bit bummed about that. I mean, getting together like this for stories and songs and games and the activities, the mailbag, it has all been so good. Campers, can you believe this? It's already week 11. Well, I think we better make the most of it. And I've got a great story about a zip line and flying through trees. And oh my goodness, it gets intense. There's some crashing into the ground and some scrapes and bruises. There's even a moment where the police get involved. I know, it's intense. I got to ask you a question before we get going. Have you ever, put your hands up in the air, if you have ever heard of a zip line? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, now put both hands up in the air if you have ever ridden on a zip line. Okay, there we go. I see a few hands there. Well, I'll tell you a story about that. But first, we've got to check the mailbag. And as you well know, we've got to spend a little bit of time with our wonderful music leader, Hannah. Don't you think? I think so. I think that Hannah Glaver has made this entire camp awesome. She has a big heart. She loves all of the counselors and the campers. I can hear it in her voice when she's singing, don't you? And I find myself singing the songs during the week as well on my own, even when she's not around. I love it. So as we prepare to sing our camp adventure songs together on this, the 11th week of summer camp, please give me some clapping wherever you're at and maybe a little bit of cheering, and some thank-youing, and maybe some good old celebrating, we can welcome together the great and knowledgeable, the one and the only, Camp Adventure music leader, Hannah Glaber. Oh, wow, thank you, Camp Counselor Ben, and thank you, campers. I've loved every minute with you fancy friends, and boy, do I love zip lines. I love a good bird's eye view. And what's best is you get to soar over everything just like you're flying. You know, the only thing I don't like about zip lines is how short they last. I wish they could go on for hours. And 
You want to know something? Fun fact, Camp Counselor Ben actually passed me a note this week, and he took a crack at writing his own words to the camp song. He titled, Zip, Zip, Zip. And you know, I'd like to try singing it. Would you like to hear it? Okay. Here goes. Oh, when you're flying through the woods, the whole world will seem brand new. You will zip past squirrels and rabbits as they run away from you. Oh my goodness. Just remember on week 11 that to zip, zip, zip is good. Let's all ride a speedy zip line and go flying through the woods. I mean, that was pretty good. Excellent writing skills, Ben. You know, I would think it would sound even better if Ben actually sang it himself. Hopefully, we can hear him joining us as we sing nice and loud our favorite camp song. Are you ready? Adventure, we venture. sounded great, friends. You really are getting the hang of this. And just in time to teach all your friends in the fall. I just love being here at Camp Adventure with all of you. But for now, it's time where we get to hear from you, the campers. Maybe you've sent an email or a letter, or maybe you've sent a song just like Ben. Well, there's only one way to find out. It's time for, drumroll please, da-da-da-da, Mailbag! Hi everyone, it's Camp Counselor Matthew, and I'm here with the mailbag. It's where I keep all the mail we receive for our campers. Let me just unzip it here. Oh my goodness, we've got a stack of mail. Amazing, stupendous, glorious, glora mezupendous. <laughs> Looks like brothers Pablo Andres and Alejandro have been camping up a storm. There's smachos. That's a term they coined for combining s'mores and nachos into a gooey, chocolatey, graham crackery treat. Minus the cheese. There's a brilliant, cozy, one-of-a-kind fort for which Pablo Andres tells me, quote, No grown-ups allowed, except I let mommy take a picture, but she couldn't come in. We have a secret word, and only we know it. So it's just for us and stuffies. It's just for arthubforkids.com and reading if they let us. I want to sleep here, too. Oh, Pablo Andres, I hope you get a chance to sleep there. And there's favorite words. Terrific words like outside, skateboard, margin coffee, ice cream, killer whale, also known as an orca, and Explorer Academy, a book series. I've got a word for you, too. It's a favorite word because I think it sounds so unique. But in this case, it's also kind of a sad word. The word is penultimate. Penultimate means next to last. And this is our penultimate episode of Camp Adventure this year. We only have one more to go. You know that I always ask our Camp Adventure campers and families and friends to send us photos and videos and mail to listen at a kid's podcast about.com or on social media using hashtag AKBA summer. Today, I want to ask something a little different. If you've had fun at Camp Adventure, could you please share the podcast with a friend or a classmate or a teacher or a neighbor? I want to make sure they get to have fun too. And I also think it would be a really cool connection that you both could share and talk about. Future adventures await. 
Hey, I'll be back in a minute with a game, but my friend Camp Counselor Duke wanted to share some more great jokes with you. See you soon. Howdy, campers. It's Camp Counselor Duke wondering if you've heard about the Australian bear that was searching for a job. He actually applied for the job, but turns out didn't get it, was turned down because he didn't have the proper koala vacations. This one's pretty good and short. What do you call a lost caveman? The answer is a Neanderthal. What do you call a fish with no eyes? Tick tock, tick tock. Time's up. The answer is Camp Counselor Duke, those jokes are so good. I was talking to some local animal friends and the grizzly said your jokes were unbearable. The fish said the laughs were off the scales. The wolf said, I don't know how he comes up with them. (laughs) Hey, campers, it's Camp Counselor Matthew, games director at Camp Adventure. And today our game is Gator River. This is a game my daughter asks to play with me constantly. And if you have ever played The Floor is Lava, you already know the basics. Gator River is about getting from one place to another. We usually play outside, and the river is our driveway. We have to cross from one shore to another without stepping a foot in the water where all the hungry gators are waiting. You can modify this game and play it anywhere, indoors or out, as long as you have room to stretch your legs. In order to cross the river, you'll need a couple of things to step on. When we're outside, we usually grab fallen branches. They work great. But you can also use paper plates, squares of cardboard, discarded paper from the recycling. When you're inside, maybe you use couch cushions or something. When we're outside, we just use some chalk to draw on the driveway. Not on your kitchen floor, though. Lay the items in a path across your river. These are now your footholds that you'll step on in order to cross the river. At the start of the game, crossing should be easy. But this is where things get interesting. After everyone has crossed the river, remove one item from the riverbed, leaving a gap where the item used to be. Can you still make it to the other side? Because if you fall in the water, you get gobbled up by the alligators. Fun fact. We usually pretend that an alligator is the one eating our footholds one by one as we try to cross the river. You continue playing, removing one item from the riverbed each time everyone crosses the river, making it harder and harder to cross until eventually it's impossible to cross. Or, of course, the alligators gobble all of you up. These obstacle course type games are some of my daughter's favorites to play, and adding the element of imagination always transforms the game into something so much more adventurous. She also loves making the game harder on grown-ups, telling me that I can only cross in two big steps or that I can only step on certain branches. I have been gobbled up by alligators so many times, I cannot even begin to tell you. But my goodness, do I love crossing Gator River. I hope you and your family or friends enjoy it too. Bye, campers. All 
All right, campers, after this break, we're going to hear a story from Camp Counselor Ben, and I promise you won't want to miss it. Hey, grown-ups! With over a hundred different titles in our A Kid's Book About series, it may be hard to figure out where to start. Allow me to make a suggestion. There is perhaps no greater feeling, nothing more life-giving or secure, than to know you belong. No matter where you are, what you're experiencing, or who you're around, without that feeling of belonging, it's hard to concentrate on anything else. We can help our kids know what it feels like to belong. And what it takes to help others feel like they belong around us. When you do belong, you—it's very, very evident, right? Because I like to say your heart smiles and your brain is tickled. That's Kevin Carroll, author of a kid's book about belonging. Check out our Kevin Talks About Belonging episode of A Kid's Book About the podcast. Listen together with the kiddos in your life. And when you're ready, visit akidsco.com. For more great books and podcasts made to empower kids. Okay, we're back and it's story time. Are you excited? Me too. So let's get ready for this week's story. Before we get cozy. Let's move around like our favorite animals. Will you hop like a frog? Swim like a fish? Chase your own tail like a puppy? <laughs> okay, now in just a sec, let's hit pause to get in this week's perfect listening spot. Three, two, one, go. Where do you pick? This week, I'm listening by a campfire. Wherever you go, get comfy. Are you ready, Counselor Ben? Oh, thank you, Ari, and yes, absolutely. I am ready for story time. I was thinking earlier today about camp adventure story times, and I thought, when are you really ready for a story? And I thought, well, it's when you're listening and thinking and imagining. All of those things, I think, mean you're ready for story time. I'm in that spot. You folks ready for some stories? All right, well, we begin this story back in the deep, deep woods that I told you about back during episode eight, which was the story of the peaceful treehouse. If you haven't listened to that one, do go back and check it out. But in that story, I told you about my friend Adam McCarthy and his grandmother's land on the edge of Burlington, the town we lived in. And that's where we built the most amazing treehouses. Just thinking about treehouses is exciting. They're always worth thinking about. Well, while we were building our treehouse, and that's where our story starts today, back in that same woods where the treehouse was built. While we were building that treehouse, and I think, remember, it took us four whole years to make it, we also needed to make other adventures while we were building. So, of course, we made the most thrilling rope swing possible. Oh, we even built a big launch pad that was 16 feet in the air, and you could jump off of the launch pad on the rope swing and then soar through the air like Superman. It was so cool. It made my heart stop every time. It was really scary, but it was safe, and it was really fun. Oh, man, that rope swing was the best. Well, one day I said to Adam, Dude, check out that big, huge oak tree. We could make a zip line from that tree. Now, 
I knew that that was going to be possible because I had already made a couple of zip lines before in my life. Or I should say I attempted to make them. I always wanted to make a zip line, a really good one, but it is not as easy as you think. I don't know if you remember campers, you'll have to really imagine hard now, but if you can remember all the way back to week number one, I told you about how I moved down to Tennessee and we had big peach trees and a pecan tree in the corner of the yard. Well, back then, when I was 10 years old living down in Tennessee, my dad gave me an old cotton rope one time and I tried to make a zip line with it. A zip line is where you tie your rope or your cable to one tree and then you tie it to the other end. You tie the other end of the rope to another tree on the other side of the yard or on the other side of a field or something, or far away as you can go. But you hang the rope in between two trees, and then you put a pulley or a little wheel that has a handle on it, and then you can ride that rope all the way down to the ground from wherever you launch from. Well, in Tennessee, I hung my cotton rope from that pecan tree, and it hung over the peach trees down to another big oak tree at the other side of the yard. But when I took off, my pulley only zipped about halfway down the rope and then snap, pow, crunch, and I fell all the way through the air, through the peach trees, and piled up on the ground, and I was bruised and cut up, and it was <laughs> no fun. My zip line broke in midair. Well, then... When we moved back to Wisconsin, I built another zip line, but this time I got smarter. I used a steel cable that would not break. The problem was that I made the line too steep and fast, though. So I had a good rope or a good steel cable to use, but I didn't hang it well. And so when you grabbed onto the handle and rode the zip line down, you slammed down into the ground and against the other tree so hard I almost broke my arm. <laughs> no fun. So, I had tried making plenty of zip lines before, but I had learned good lessons. Now, I have to use a steel cable that works best, and don't make it too steep, that's gonna hurt, and you've really gotta tie the cable tight. Well, Adam and I worked all week long on our zip line. We had to build a platform up in the oak tree, almost like a little treehouse up there. And then we had to hang the cable all the way across an open field. And then I got three pulleys, rollers, and I put them on a piece of steel, and I painted flames on the steel, because I thought, if you paint flames on it, it'll go faster. Then we had our zip line completely ready, and now you have to imagine this. Imagine standing on the edge of a wooden platform with your toes hanging off the edge, and you look down and the ground is so far below you that you gasp, because <gasps> you're so high in the air. And then you have to reach up and hold on to the handlebars, kind of like uh, monkey bars, and then you lift your toes up and you start to zoom through the air. <laughs> That's what a zip line does. So I said, Adam, do you want to go first? But quickly he said, uh-uh, uh-uh, no way, you gotta go first. Well, since I already knew what it was like to crash a zipline really hard, I thought, well, why not? You know, I've tightened all of the bolts, I've tied all of the things tightly, it's as safe as I know how to make it. And so I climbed out onto the wooden platform, it was so high up I felt a little bit woozy. And then I gripped onto the handlebar, 
and I rolled the pulleys back and forth, zip, zip, zip. And then slowly I squatted down and I lifted my legs up and the zipping sound of the pulleys rolling on the cable got louder and faster. Pretty soon I was squealing aloud through the air. It sounded so cool. Over the tops of raspberry bushes and other small trees, I could see down and my feet were flying over the land. And I slowed down as the zip line came to the ground. And then I could run along the ground to slow down. And it was perfect. Voila! The zip line was a total success. Well, after Adam saw me do it, he said, I want to try. And he did. And I watched him go flying through the woods his hands hanging on like like to a monkey bar and his feet dangling down below. Wahoo! He yelled out, zipping through the woods he went. I want to go again, I said. And then Adam went and I went and we traded turns back and forth, zipping down that zip line all day long. It was thrilling and it was scary, but it was also pretty safe as far as flying adventures go. The next day, we invited our friends over, and they started taking turns zipping down the zip line. And then one night, we were out past when the sun went down. You know, the sun goes down, starts to get dark out, and it was a little bit late. And I was usually supposed to be home before sundown, but we just lost track of time. We were having so much fun. Our friends were going down the zip line and swinging on the rope swing and climbing in the treehouse. And then when it got very dark... My friend Laura, who was hanging out, said, One more time. And she went zipping through the woods. And then Adam said, I want to go one more time, too. And so he went zipping through the woods. And then the darkness came, and then it happened. Red lights were flashing with blue lights. And then we heard the police cars zooming around on the road close to the woods. We looked over, and two police officers were coming into the woods. "Uh Uh-oh, I thought... Were we doing something bad? We weren't doing anything illegal, I don't think. How could making a zip line be against the law? Well, the officers came up to me, and they said, Who's in charge here, and what are you guys doing? And they didn't really understand, so I said, Look, just let me show you. And I climbed, 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 up, up, up into that big oak tree one more time. And I hung my toes over the platform, and I gripped onto the monkey bar handlebar above me that was on the pulleys, And zipping through the woods I went. And they said, oh, that's it. Turns out one of the neighbors had called the emergency 911. And the officer told me they were panicking and they were very scared, he said. They told us that something strange was happening in the woods. That they saw people flying around through the woods. And we didn't know what to think, so we hurried over. But here it is. It's just you kids. (laughs) And it was. It was just us kids having a flying adventure in the woods, zipping along on a zip line. And to this day, that was the best zip line that I ever created. And I wonder if you have ever made a zip line. You know, you probably need your grown-ups to help with that kind of project, don't you? But let me ask you this. Have you ever made a balloon zipline? Uh-huh. Yeah, that sounds like a challenge to me. 
So just hang on for a second, and I'll be right back with our weekly challenge. Okay, campers, it is time for your weekly challenge. And this week, we're going to make zip lines with balloons. It's really cool. Okay, so first, I'm going to tell you what you need for your supplies. They're very simple. And then I'll tell you how to make it. For supplies, there's only five things you need. A balloon, a straw, scissors, string, and tape. Okay? Maybe get a couple of balloons so that you can practice. Now, tell me this. When you blow up a balloon all the way and then just let the air out, you just let it go in the air, what happens? <laughs> yeah, it shoots around all squirrely twirly everywhere until the air runs out and then it falls to the ground, yeah? Well, what we're going to try to do is make that balloon not go squirrely, twirly, twisty all over the place. We're going to try to make it fly perfectly straight. And here's how we're going to do it. You're going to make your string go from one side to the other like a clothesline or something like that, okay? It can hang across your living room or your bedroom or kitchen or wherever you want to make it, outside between two poles or two trees or however you can hang your string up. Then you've got to cut your straw so that it's somewhat short, maybe as long as your finger, about two or three inches, not too long, otherwise it's too heavy. Then you have to put the straw through the string and you tie both ends up to the sides very tight. What should happen then is you've got your string tied tight and the straw can slide along the string, okay? Then you're going to tape your balloon onto that straw. And make sure you tape the balloon sideways. If you tape the, to the top of the balloon, it won't work. But if you tape it sideways, maybe you can imagine what this looks like. You've got a string pulled really tight and a straw that slides along the string. And then the balloon is taped to that straw. So you blow the balloon up and let the air go. And it goes shooting along the string like a rocket. Kind of like a good zip line. When it was my friend Adam and I doing the zip line, we were holding on. We were the balloon, and the straw was our pulleys zipping along the line. Well, you're going to make a balloon with a straw taped to it, and it'll go shooting across the string. It's super fun. If you put two of them together, you can race them. So here's the thing. Try to make your coolest balloon zip line as, as you can and decorate it and have a great time doing it. And if you can do it, I'd love to see a picture or a video or something like that, okay? Remember, don't worry about it or hurry about it. Just have a really fun time with this weekly challenge and then send any kind of pictures or video clips you can to Camp Adventure because we can talk about them in the mailbag. I'd love to see them. So here's Ari one more time to help you remember just how to do that. All right, sound good? It sounds really good to me, and I can't wait to hang out with you next week for our last week of summer camp, week 12. We'll see you again soon. Thanks, Ben, and thank you, campers, for joining us at Camp Adventure this week. We'd love to feature you and your fellow campers on our next episode. Share your camp space and all your weekly camp challenge creations on social media using hashtag AKBASummer or write to us at listen at a kids podcast about.com. Camp Adventure is written by Ben Tertain with help from the A Kids Podcast About Team. Original music is by Hannah Glaver. Check out Hannah's albums at hannahglaver.bandcamp.com. 
This show is edited and produced by me, Ari Mathay, with help from Matthew Winner. Audio production is by Chad Michael Snavely and the team at Sound On Studios. Our executive producer is Jelani Memory. And this show was brought to you by a kid's podcast about. Listen to other podcasts made for kids just like you by visiting akidscode.com. While you're there, be sure to check out Ben's book, A Kid's Book About Adventure. See you back at Camp Adventure next week. Hi, I'm Matthew. I'm the head of audio at A Kids Co. And I also host A Kids Book About the podcast and worth noting. I just wanted to say thanks. Thanks for listening to our shows in your classroom or in your bedroom, over breakfast or over dinner, on your drive or on your downtime. No matter what you do between this listen and the next time you tune in, thanks. You're awesome. And it's because of kids like you that we get to make cool stuff like this. See ya.